Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Giants are out, of course, after the beatdown on Saturday night with lots of decisions to make that we opened up with. And we can continue to talk about that throughout the offseason. That and the Jets situation is it's really fascinating because there was a lot of positives and then some big negatives for both franchises that have some tough decisions to make. And then yesterday, I, th- I think the worst feeling of a fan base and I know every fan base feels like they've got it the worst and I'm one of those as I I say this all the time but I think the worst feeling without a doubt throughout the postseason so far has to be the Bills fan base and you know what they expected from this team being the Super Bowl favorites for most of the year feeling like they had everybody behind them the new America's team because of the DeMar Hamlin story and Josh Allen, everybody, his his fame grew throughout this whole thing. And then to just get absolutely steamrolled by Cincinnati in their building yesterday in the snow. I mean, it just, it's it's got to be like your, your heart is ripped out again. And really, you know, where do you go from here? Like, what are the, how do you get this team past the Cincinnati Bengals, past the Kansas City Chiefs? It's going to be very difficult. So I was thinking about that fan base yesterday and, we have a guy who calls here a lot, and he's a very intelligent and thoughtful caller who was a Bills fan, and I was thinking about him yesterday and the disappointment uh, that he must had, must have had, and he's with us now. It's Mike in Manhattan. Good morning, Mike. I'm sorry that it worked out that way for you. No, thanks, Joe. I'm just, I'm just sitting on hold crying in my coffee. No big deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'll start. Thanks for taking the call. I'll start with the two components of this call. I'll, I'll start with the human element. And then the fan element. So on the on the human element, if you look at the last, I'll, I'll say this: I'm actually pretty proud of this team. Um, in that, if you look over the last six eight months, what that city and what that team has gone through, like the the amount of adversity, I think has been it's like nothing I've ever seen as a fan of the Bills. So um, I think they looked flat yesterday. I think they looked out of gas, and I was worried that the tolls of these last several months eventually we're going to catch up to them, and they clearly did, and the Bengals just steamrolled them yesterday. And, like, just kind of going through that on and off the field real quickly, and not to be morbid, but right before camp, there's a mass shooting in the city of Buffalo. Focusing on off-field, they had that terrible storm where they got, um, they had to go, they had to kill the home game, go to Detroit, come home, go back to Detroit. Players have to deal with all that. Then they had the worst snowstorm in Buffalo history, like, two weeks later. I mean, think about that, like, what kind of storm that is that left, Dozens and dozens of people dead in the city of Buffalo on the field. Lost Micah Hyde, all pro, like week two, I think it was. Lose the guy that you brought in to get you over the hump in that pass rush that Von Miller was bringing to the table. Like injuries weren't great to this Bills team, and I think in the end, like it, it just really felt like yesterday. Too much had happened. 
oh, sorry, geez, the DeMar Hamlin, uh, obviously that story should talk about over, overlooked that. But, like, they just looked out of gas. And, you know, I, I think I'd, Cincinnati was a better team, so it's like, it's tough to swallow, but, like, they got beat by a better club yesterday. And, and you know, with that, it's like, I, I empathize a bit with, with the players on that team and everything they had to go through. Now, fan perspective, I don't know that I can do this anymore. <laughs> yes, you can. You got a great quarterback. He's going to be right back in the mix next year. I'm 41 years old. Yeah. All right, you know, going back. One. I mean, my my father was in Buffalo. I grew up. I was in Saratoga County. My dad used to drive us five hours to and from Bills games to go in the early 90s during those heyday. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, those rides home from Ralph Wilson were always great. We know they were winning then, but two weeks later, we know what happened. No title. Fast forward to where I am today, all the promise of this team. We, I mean, look how good our quarterback is. I'm sitting on the couch yesterday, my seven-month-old son staring at me like I got two heads. What kind of example am I setting for that kid when I'm losing it uh, on the couch? And what is he? how is he staring at me? He's got one of those helmets on because his, his head, like, you know, they got to round it out. So he's got to wear it a little bit. He's only yeah. seven months old. Yep. And uh, I didn't really want that helmet. Like, I told my wife, I don't know if this is necessary. She got it. What does she do? She puts a bill sticker on it. Oh, boy. staring at me <laughs> like I'm losing my mind with a bill helmet on, right? Okay, game ends. What I do, I got to go upstairs and change his diaper in the bedroom that I got a right there, front and center, frame Josh Allen jersey, made out to my son. Also, the helmet that's signed there. There's all these reminders all over this house. I, I don't, should I be doing this to my kid? Should I be bringing him <laughs> into this? Like, what? what is the, like, when does it end? Yeah, I know. Mean, but Mike, listen, listen, let me just tell you, you want your kid to grow up to be like Josh Allen. You want him to idolize him and to look up to him and, and to become the best person that he possibly can be because that's who Josh Allen is. I do. I do agree with that. And it's like that's the thing that I think somewhat like let's talk about stuff from a fan again. Of course, I'm going to be back next year, you know, uh, but uh, in all seriousness, it's like got this quarterback. I mean, look how good this guy is. and We still can't get over the hump. So I, I don't mean to be, listen, this is my mood today. I'm a bit morbid, but Jets fans that are listening, uh, listen, you guys want to go out and, and get competitive again and watch with your son and give him a little tussle of his hair and they, when they start to get a little better and sniff the playoffs, maybe get in the playoffs. But if you have hope, just lose it. Like, you're so <laughs> far away from, you're so far away from Winning, it's not even funny. Like, by the time you get a quarterback, Look all these guys lashing out. Come Everybody on, you can't do that, Mike. Have a good I had, day. I had some sympathy <laughs> for him until he started right. lashing out at the Jets. Uh, come on. You know, what is that seven stages of grief? Like, we heard every bit of that in Mike's phone call. You have one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. You're going to be in the mix every year. And the year that you finally get there, whatever that year may be, do you know how powerful that will be that you yeah. finally have overcome everything? And I will say this. I do have a little bit of a lot of sympathy for that city and that team and everything that they've dealt with over the last six months. It, like he laid it out. Yeah. And uh, to see DeMar Hamlin at the game yesterday, if you could see him through all the snow and all that. That had to be pretty uh, incredible yesterday. Yeah, there's some conspiracy theorists out there that say that that was not him because they never showed him really, and he had like the hood up, and he had you know something covering his face, well, and he had a mask. He had to stay warm. Yeah, and then he had that's the him. snow was there. I mean, that, I, I mean, I I know it was him, but there's a lot of people that say it was not. And he got on the elevator. He was completely covered up and didn't want to 
see anybody. I mean, I, I just thought that he didn't want to make it about him. That's that's what I thought yesterday, and that's why he sort of stayed out of it a little bit, and they put him on the board to sort of fire up the team. And I guess he did go down and talk to the team at halftime. But, but yeah, I mean, I think we all picked the Bengals on Friday uh, to at least cover. I couldn't believe that they were five and a half point. Well, yeah. I'm like, what? I know, that, that didn't make any sense to me, and I think that's why, and I believe I picked them to win even on Friday. But I just, we should have seen this coming with the Bills, you know, and that, that was my point. And I said I was totally unimpressed with them against the Miami Dolphins. And I just, the, things were just spiraling in the wrong direction. And quite frankly, I mean, Josh Allen has played well, but he's not played Joe Burrow, Patrick no, Mahomes well. Too many turnovers. Exactly. And, and the one thing I will say, he had one yesterday that was towards the end of the game trying to force the issue. But, you know, for me, watching the Bengals and watching that Monday night game in week 17, that's exactly how that game started was how this game started yesterday. And they just smashed, I mean, just ran it right down the throats of the Bills. And, you know, give credit to Joe Mixon, because he really, he hasn't, you know, he's been a big part of the offense, but it's been diminished over the year. But yesterday, it came back again. Yeah. He was running hard, man. 20 carries, 105 yards. And he was like a man possessed. Yeah, I bet his over rushing yards at 45 and a half, because I thought that that was low, and I thought in the snow they would run him a little bit more. I mean, he hit it like... Second quarter. And doesn't that feel good? Oh, it's awesome. Oh, God, it felt great to be right about <laughs> something no, for you once. You really have no skin in the game either. That's the thing. Right. right. So that's what I was you, looking for. Were you rooting for either team yesterday? Um, No, not really. How about in the NFC side? I was rooting for the uh, 49ers. You were? Yeah. Well, you were all over them early last weekend. Well, that's why. Yeah, I was like, to me, I was just... I was like, well, that spread to me was too low. And that was a closer game than I expected. And the Cowboys went a lot better than I expected. I thought that the 49ers were going to roll all over them. But I at least got, you know, covered the spread. But that was the one I was I was all over the 49ers yesterday. Uh, Mike in Clifton. What's going on, Mike? Hey, good morning, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. What's up? This is only the second time I've ever called the show. Long-time listener. But I've got to get something off my chest with respect to Tony Romo. Uh and full disclosure, I'm a Bengals fan. But what are some of these things coming out of his mouth? He must have said five times yesterday that Lou Anarumo, who was a great defensive coach, don't get me wrong, and Leslie Frazier, who was a great defensive coach, if they're not head coaches next year, there are NFL owners making a mistake. Well, Leslie Frazier, if I'm not mistaken, has already been a head coach. Yeah, it was my, my team. Yep, yep, not good. And, and there's something to be said. Just pay your defensive coaches the money they deserve. Let them be defensive coaches. Todd Bowles, great defensive coach. Had that work out as the head coach. Terrible. So that, and, and then he turns around and he says, now, 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 Boomer, the Bengals scored touchdowns on their first, first two drives. The Bills, they went three and out on their first two drives. Well, you know, it, it, it's slippery, and the defensive players don't know where the offensive players are going. Well, well, then why did the Bengals score twice on their first two, two uh, possessions, and why did the Bills go three and out twice? This ridiculous drivel. Seven minutes left in the game, Bills down by 17. They get a first down in, in Cincinnati territory. Oh, the Bills have a chance to win the game now. Like, what? What is this ridiculousness coming out of this man's mouth? And and I'll just close with: I wish Greg Olson could call every game that I listen to. He is amazing. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Mike, for the call. Hey, Stephen Waldron from CBS Sports. Are you there? 
Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what'd you hey, think Steve, about what's happening? What, what'd you think about what Mike and Clifton said? He seems pretty pissed off. Yeah. What were we on? I, I mean, I was listening as an unbiased fan. He's a Bengals fan, as he said, so I didn't mind. I didn't mind Tony's commentating. You didn't mind it? No. I mean, did you I like? Still, I was still upset about the Giants' loss. I mean, did you like it? Did you think it was good, or you didn't mind it? I didn't mind it. Okay. All right. Thanks, Steve. Sorry for your Giants' loss. I mean, that must have been tough. Yeah, it was a rough one. Did you go to bed before the game ended? No. You probably should have. <clears throat> yeah, I watched the whole thing. <laughs> well, you got to stick with your team, Steven. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, we scored to make it 28-7. I think I got a few stops. We have a chance, but that never happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get a few stops. <laughs> well, you, you always think. You never know. This is the yeah. year of the comeback, by the way, in the NFL. I, I will say that. There's been more Tony Romo criticism of late than there ever has been. I mean, when he burst on the scene, everybody was all over him. And I think as the years have gone on, there's been less and less Romo fans for whatever reason. I just think that the deeper you go into the playoffs, the more people are paying attention. And if you say something that upsets that fan base, then like the previous caller, they're going to let you know about it. Oh, come on, Romo, you suck. I mean, you know, it's just, it's it's not for everybody. But then again, that's that's why they pay them the big bucks. Because, you know, they got to deal with the slings and arrows. Every single group does. Yeah. Like, that guy loves Greg Olson. Yeah, absolutely. Where I I do not. Right, exactly. I think he's, so he's pedestrian. But I don't know. There's certain guys, like, I, I, I happen to like Chris Collinsworth. A lot of people don't like Chris Collinsworth. I, I do like Troy Aikman. A lot of people Buenos don't like tacos, him. amigos. Yeah. I mean, people hate Joe Buck for whatever reason, and I think he's the best TV play-by-play man that we have, and, and I think he does a tremendous job. Again, it goes all back to the personal preference that each of you have. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, some guys are just flat-out horrendous, like Jason Witten and Booger McFarlane. Well, those guys just... They knew it. We knew it. Everybody knew it. And they gave him a chance, and unfortunately, it didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work out as putting it kind of... Yeah, but Booger now has found his, found his home. He found where he could be effective and be good at what he does. Absolutely. What well, Jason Witten is, is nowhere near any broadcasting at this point. I mean, I think he sort of knew what the deal was. That it's not as easy as you think it is, you know? And, and by the way, you know, having Matt Ryan in yesterday was great. And he brings a unique perspective and, you know, talking him off there because we don't have a lot of time to go into a lot of different things. Yeah. You know, I think he was probably a little bit shocked. Like, oh, wait a minute, I got 20 seconds to say something. I'm like, yeah, pretty much that's the way it goes every week. Right. And you'd like to say something that's going to make some sort of sense or at least resonate with somebody. But, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to do that. But, you know, you can see that, you know, he knows the game. He knows what's going on. And he's able to articulate that in a relatively quick manner and, and, and be effective. Now, you added one guy this past week. You added one guy last week. So it does make the panel a little bit bigger. But some of these things, like I still think you have the smallest group of people that's up there on TV, considering all these other pregame shows, whether it be NFL Network or Fox. Fox has, I mean, it looks like a family reunion. <laughs> they have, they added Gronk and Sean Payton to the 50 guys that they already have. Yeah. And then they sit there and they just stand around and they sway back and forth and then, like, <laughs> I don't understand. What is that? I mean, they've been doing this for like, it's the same goddamn thing. They just sit there and they're like, you know what I'm talking about? The standing and the swaying. They're like, yeah, you know, well, we're going to see what happens. You know, yeah. just move back and forth. Oh, there, Terry. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I've been watching these guys loiter for like 30 years. Yep. Yep. That's pretty much what I we mean, do. I mean, Jimmy, 
Jimmy Johnson and Terry Bradshaw, I have seen stand up more than any two men in the world. Stand it up, hands in the pockets, a little bit of this, a little bit, hey, pretend to throw the football at Kurt Menemy. So, oh. What would you do? Would you cut it in half? What, the amount of people? Yes. I mean, I would... I don't want to say that. I mean, like Gronk and Sean Payton. I mean, these guys have made a lot of money. So it's not like I'm saying fire people, but at least do yeah. something in a way where you're like, fire people. I'm not saying that, but at least do it in a way like send it over to them on another. Like, hey, let's send it to Gronk it's and Sean like Payton. That's kind of like what NBC does. Yeah, I mean. It NBC just... sends it to Jack Collinsworth and um, and uh, the safety, Roddy Harrison. Yep. And then they have uh, Coach uh, Dungey and Coach Garrett right. with uh, Melanie Taylor, right? Uh, Maria Taylor. Maria Taylor, I'm yeah. sorry. And then they go to, you know, whoever's in the booth. I like that a little bit, but yeah, I don't they, like... They move it around. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't love their... We try to move it around. We had Melanie Collins involved yesterday, yeah. Tracy uh, Wolfson after the game, and, you know, getting all the interviews. We try to move it around as best we can. I mean, if you had, like, a, a, a VHS from, like, 1995, and you popped it into that Fox pregame show, it's yes. almost the same exact thing. Yeah, well, that means... Howie Long did. looks exactly the same. Terry Bradshaw's mumbling, bumbling. They're just standing around. Well, it just means that they're successful. The people like them. Oh, I know. I'm just like, God. Just like you people. We sit here mumbling and stumbling and, you know, milling around. Yeah, but now and again, you, you make a lot of errors, man. <laughs> right. And every now and again, you stand up and you shake your belly. Yeah, occasionally. Right, but exactly. I, I feel like like every day you don't know exactly what you're going to get. I know exactly what I'm going to get for that thing for every single time. Well, hopefully you know what you're going to get from us. Real quick, Mark in Florida. Mark, what's happening? Hey, boo. How you doing? Hey, Boom, I saw you on the movie called The Game of Rock. Ah, uh, the Ray game plan. Giant game. And I was wondering, why did you not pursue acting? You were great in that movie. You were fantastic. I appreciate that. And uh, you know, I've I often told my friend Mark Charney. Like, you know, I, I've never seen you do anything outside of little clips here and there uh, <clears> on uh, like commercials. But you were fantastic in that movie. I know it was a long time ago, but man... I'm saying, boom, man, you are good looking. And whoever says your head is too big for your body, they're out of their mind. <laughs> you hear a lot of that, Mark? I said, whoever says. No, I know. I heard you. I said, do you, do you hear a lot of that? As well, well? I, I, I like the compliment. It's good. Yeah. I mean, is it acting if you're playing yourself? Well, really I told my buddy Mark Charty that I made him you know, $300 million in that movie. Oh, clearly. Oh, yeah. That movie was off the chain. Remember that, Al? Oh, yeah. Definitely off yeah. the chain. Off the performance. chain. Performance. Yeah. Got to get in another one now. I mean, you got this is too ah. long ago now. Got to get in something else, something fresh. Nah, I'm good. Something fresh. I'm good. Got to get in the Demar Hamlin story on Netflix. Charlie's got to be all over that, right? You would think he'd be all over that. Well, now the story's not as good because they got killed by the Bengals. Uh, Frankie in New Jersey, what's going on, Frankie? Yeah, I just want to say Allen is nothing but a choke. He's over-friggin-rated. He'll never win the Super Bowl for the Buffalo Bills. I repeat again, never, never, never. He's nothing but a choke. Goodbye. Do <laughs> you think Frankie is a Bills fan or someone who lost a bet? I think the, sec the second part. Yeah, I think he's a guy who lost a bet for sure. Yeah. You know, because a Bills fan would be still like Josh Allen, be very disappointed. This guy just hates him because he lost the bet. And if he didn't hang up right away, I would have asked him. But yeah, yeah, I don't. I, why, why so much vitriol for Josh Allen when he does so much for that team? Well, because he gambled on him. This guy was screaming, and I go, "Where are you calling from?" He goes, "Mobile." I go, "Mobile, Alabama." He goes, "No, my mobile phone." <laughs> <laughs> you idiot! You idiot! <laughs> 
Mobile. What is going on? Oh, man. <laughs> mobile Alabama. Isn't it Mobile Alabama? All right. Boomer and Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. Another Jerry update. Moment of the day coming up. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. We've got a repeat of the AFC Championship game between the Chiefs and the Bengals and what should be a great NFC Championship game between the Niners and the Eagles, the two top seeds in the NFC. Jerry Recco is back with another update moment of the day. What's going on, Jerry? We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone with Jack Pocket. The four games all completed this weekend. The last two yesterday with the Niners beating the Cowboys in the later game, 19-12 was the final. Christian McCaffrey, the go-ahead score, uh, first play of the fourth quarter. George Kittle, tremendous catch uh, in this game on the drive as well. Kyle Shanahan knows that that was certainly something that gave his team a lift. Explosives can jump start you better than anything, and he definitely wasn't the primary on that, and they defended the play very well, and Brock came back to the inside, and Kittle just saw an opening and went down there, and Brock let it rip. And let it rip. He made the juggling catch, moved him into uh, Cowboys territory, and they would complete the drive with the touchdown run by McCaffrey. Here was Kittle uh, post-game. Knows they are one step away. That's how close they are to a trip to Arizona. This is exactly where you want to be, right? I mean, at the start of the year, 
back in OTAs, you're, all you're doing is preparing you know, for the Super Bowl. And um, to be one step away from that, it's awesome. It's awesome. And all they do is win. They've won 12 straight games. Meantime, for the Cowboys, it's another year as they do not. They've been to the NFC Championship game since the 95 season. So January of 96, <clears throat> the last time they had advanced past this. Yeah. It's getting late for Jerry Jones. Isn't it? Oh, here we go. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Sure. For Dak Prescott, he's, he's I hope he makes it through the offseason. What do you mean? Before the season began, he was talking about how his days were numbered. But he was very emotional before the season began. What? Basically talking about how he doesn't have many seasons left. Right. I hope you, I, sir, die. I no, hope he makes no. it through the offseason. It's very wild. Because I think Is these seasons take a toll on them. I mean, he really looked... He was upset after this game last night. His eyes were all red. Look, he was crying. Probably was. Probably had a few scotches up there. Up in, <laughs> I don't think that's up what in his. Uh, I don't think that's what his, it was. Uh, yacht right now heading to the south of France. Who knows? <laughs> Here he was. He says just a terrible, terrible feeling. This is very That is very true. He says he expected better. Um, what did you think? Sick. <laughs> so much so he did apologize. We've got uh, uh, a locker room full of sick players and coaches to go along with literally hundreds of thousands of Cowboy fans that are not that are sick. Jerry, obviously, I'm you sorry. mentioned. I mean, everybody's sorry. sick, so I can understand why you think that this may be it for him. <laughs> don't think that. That's not what I said. Stop. I hope he makes it through the off season. Yeah. <laughs> what? What is that? <laughs> I mean, if somebody said that about you, you'd be like, what? Like, I hope he makes it through this update. That's not what I meant. Well, I guess it is hope what I meant, but it not the Rutgers season. Uh, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Here was Dak Prescott. Two big interceptions, especially some interceptions down the stretch of the season. He knows not good. Can't happen. Um, the number that that has gotten to is, is ridiculous. Um, and uh, I can promise that. It'll never. The number will never be this again. I can promise that. Oh, well, we'll see. You uh, suck. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Dak fan. Stop it. San Francisco plays in Philadelphia Sunday afternoon in the NFC Championship game. AFC Championship game, as G just said, Cincinnati and Kansas City Sunday night. Here was Joe Burrow on CBS after the win at Orchard Park. That was a team effort. Complete game from everybody. Offense, defense, special teams. Domination from start to finish. That's what we expected. Job's not finished. We got another big one next week on the road. Excited for it. But what about the league making those plans in case Buffalo played Kansas City and they couldn't play in the home stadium? Everyone talking about a neutral AFC championship game, not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate you coming into this? You better send those refunds. <laughs> That's exactly right. Here was Josh Allen. He says, today, not our day. Couldn't find it. I thought we moved the ball um, when we had some of our possessions, but the two early three and outs um, just... And stalling throughout the throughout the game. That's you can't win football games that way. And so that'd be that for the Bills. Bengals do move on. As for the Giants, though, you got Shane and Dable talking today. We'll have it for you. Good to play it on the uh, on the fan live at twelve p.m. Uh, here was Daniel Jones on Sunday in terms of his future. He loves it here. I really enjoyed being here. I have nothing but love and respect for for this organization. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to be back, but. Uh, you know, we'll see, and, and there's a business side of it, too. Mm-hmm. Here's Saquon Barkley in terms of the Giants and him. If you're talking about leverage, it's fair to say he knows who has it and who doesn't. I'm realistic. Uh, I know where I was on 
you know, pace to do. Uh, but having two years of filled up with injuries and, you know, having a season of not performing to the level I know I can perform uh, doesn't help. Right, and then you talked about the clip where he said he knows he's not going to what reset the market or something to yeah. that effect. Mm-hmm. So who's we shall see what they do with these two. Uh, Leonard Williams was asked Sunday if he would take a pay cut to remain here. It's something I haven't thought about yet, so it's like hard to answer right away. It's probably something I would have to talk to my agent. Something I would have to see like how they're feeling upstairs and all that type of stuff. But I haven't really thought about it yet, and you know I'm considering all uh, possibilities. Meantime, what a difference a year can make. So if we go back to last year, the Giants aren't in the playoffs. Their season stinks, and they're looking for a new head coach. They hire Brian Dable. So what has the change been like? Here is Isaiah Hodgins just talking about the culture around the club. I don't know if anybody would have said this a year ago. You can just tell the culture is changing. Um, you can tell people want to win. You can tell like the work is there, the the preparations there. You know, we just didn't execute today, but you know, I think um, you know that we're going to remember this day. You know, going forward, and you know, use it as motivation for for next year. I would think everything a Giant fan wants to hear. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this. You know, we went through two really bad head coaches. They thought they had something with Joe Judge, but they pulled the plug at the exact right time and finally they made the right hire and i don't believe that this is going to be like a one end and then downhill for brian dable i mean I th- everything we saw from what he squeezed out of this roster was remarkable was like, you imagine putting big time players on this team with him exactly that's what they're going well, to have to try Shane to do has a blueprint for that so you know that's this is a team buffalo where he came from they spent a lot of draft capital on that defensive line you know they were lucky to get the quarterback they made the trade for the wide receiver um, so there will be a wide receiver that will be out there for the trade if they want it. I believe his name is T. Higgins. You know, I, I just don't know how the Bengals are going to be able to keep everybody. They, they, they're going to have to pay. You can pay one receiver one and uh, one quarterback. That's it. You can't. You, you just can't pay everybody. And T. Higgins, unfortunately, as good as he is, is most likely going to be the odd man out because he's going into the fourth year of his contract and he deserves and he's going to want to be paid like a number one receiver. So we saw what happened last year in the in the uh, the uh, off season when it came to trading wide receivers. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals make the tough decision to try to they try to keep him, but I don't I don't know if they can. Yeah, and he's not like the you know Devontae Adams was the number one wide receiver. Tyreek Hill was the number one wide receiver. Those guys were on the move when they were the top guy. T. Higgins is not because Jamar Chase is. So it's a little bit different, but at the same time, Joe Burrow is going to get a record contract. But I also think that T. Higgins can be a number one receiver. His size and his speed are good enough for him to be that guy for you. Um, he's just got to be with the right quarterback and the right team. And he's certainly on the right team now, but he, to be the featured guy, the Giants would be the perfect spot for him. Sunday night games for the Nets and Knicks. Nets out in California in San Francisco against the Warriors. Irving out of the left. Cuts back right, foul line, kick it out top. O'Neal, right wing three, is gone! Oh. Next regain the lead! Oh. 27 seconds to go! And that was uh, Chris Carino, the call. Uh, Nets beat the Warriors 120 to 116. Royce O'Neal, the go ahead hoop in the final minute, the go ahead three. Kyrie Irving had 38 points on 12 of 22 shooting. Here was Jacques Vaughn. He's been uh, really good at at picking his spots, of uh, understanding when we need him to take over the game. He has certainly done that the last couple of games. If, if you're the a fan of the Warriors, and they're 23 and 24, and they have all those guys in that team, and here we are sit, sitting with the Knicks in the midst of a, what, a four-game losing streak yeah. now? Uh, who have a better record than the Warriors. Yeah. 
Knicks are 25 and 23. The amount of money that they are spending on that Warriors team. Well, I mean, they're sort of like a dynasty. There's that. We won it last year. So, I think it's been worth it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. This is not the Nets who pay guys not to play. Right. That's for sure. I mean, but, but one thing has been proven uh, true in regards to Kyrie Irving. One year deal. That's I, it. Yeah. Deal. <laughs> I did see your report Friday. One year deal, man. <laughs> said the feeling around the league is <laughs> they're going to give him a long term contract. Oh, God. <laughs> God, I was just happy that we had like, left at that point when I saw it. <laughs> and I was kind of hedging the way he mentioned it or not, but I figured kind of have idiot. to. That doesn't mean that's going to be the case. One but year he deal has played. He yeah, has played yeah. great. Give him a one-year deal, $50 million, and let him go play. <laughs> We'd be up for that. Uh, Nick Claxton, career high, 24 points, 15 rebounds, three block shots. As for the Knicks and that fourth straight loss. Wancho goes in there and takes the rebound away to get his own miss. Fires out to Trent for three. Yes, sir. Near sideline, Gary Trent from the east side it goes. And why? Because Wancho pursued the ball. No, that's enough. Uh, Raptors radio with the call. Gary Trent Jr., Pascal Siakam with 24 apiece. Fred Van Vliet with 28. 125, 116 was the final. And yes, 25 and 23 of the Knicks with this four-game losing streak. Clearly, I didn't watch this game with the Cowboy game going on, obviously. But the numbers, see, Al, stats lie. You had Barrett had 30, mm-hmm. Brunson played well, Julius Randle, stats-wise, played well, and yet they wind up coming up uh, nine points short. The, the Raptors yeah. own them. I, yep. For whatever reason. Your big three guys played and big, according every, to the box score. Every time the Raptors and Knicks play, it seems like Fred Van Fleet's name is at the top of the list of just killing the Knicks. Yep. Please clap after this. I hate the Knicks and yes. don't care. Are you really <laughs> By the way, that's the Raptors' yeah. current GM. I know. Jai and he was when he said that. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Please clap after this. I hate the oh, Knicks. Funny. And, uh-huh. just... <laughs> and I'll give you the Devils' highlight. They're tied 1-1 with the Penguins in overtime. They're on the power play, and Sam Kaysen on Devils Radio is into it. Keisher. Keisher plays it up to Hughes. Over to Ham with the first shot. Wins it for the Devils in overtime. Two to one. He must be a Michigan fan. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I mean, I re- I bet you that he I is. I didn't even think of him. Wow. There's no doubt that he loves Dave Michigan, this guy. Oof. Well, they win 2-1. If you couldn't tell, that was the game-winning goal. You know what's amazing? <laughs> the Devils are in the midst of a great season as well. Boston is completely blowing the league away. But the Devils are in second place behind the, the Hurricanes. Yeah. How about that? And trade deadline is coming up, it boys. Is coming up. That's exactly right. Rangers, Panthers tonight, and the Islanders are in Toronto. Time now for moment of the day. Brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. <laughs> and Boomer is off to Kansas City this weekend for the AFC Championship game, which will be aired on CBS. It will likely be quite cold as they broadcast outside. The guys had some. The guys had some ideas for him for a nice winter hat. And then uh, the thought was, when do you guys should show some balls like the players and go out there in short sleeves? Yeah. <laughs> Just like Coach Coward did that. <laughs> <laughs> Frostbite my ass. <laughs> Shirtless Bill Coward. That would go viral. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> you want views? Clutch my hard nipples, man. Clutch my glass. <laughs> uh, I 
I wasn't even saying shirtless. I just meant no sleeves. Like those linemen. Give me a pane of glass. I'll right through with these nipples. There you go. Bill Cower and his nipples. Moment of the day. I hope he's not watching today. I know he likes to watch. And I yes. hope Jerry Jones ain't watching today. Yeah, that's true. Man. Well, Tony Romo's not watching either. Yeah. Who, who does that pregame show on that Compass Media Network? I hope he makes it through the offseason. Okay, enough already. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. on the fan and CBS Sports Network. A lot of decisions for the Giants coming up after getting knocked out of the playoffs on Saturday night by the Eagles. We've talked about Saquon Parkley's contract situation, Daniel Jones as well, and we believe that there's little doubt that Daniel Jones is going to go elsewhere. Saquon, we don't know so much. And can you see a team like the Buffalo Bills, who had a disappointing end to the season again, don't really have much of a running game outside of what Josh Allen does overpaying for someone like Saquon to bring in is like the the missing piece. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, we talked about this, or you brought it up about trading say. for him, yeah. trading for him way back when prior to yeah. the trading deadline because it would have made some what a sense for you know uh, maybe Joe Shane and Brandon Bean talking to each other because they know each other and maybe that is a missing piece. They went out and assigned Naheem Hines. Yep. Uh, from the Colts instead, they want the cheaper version. Of that, and he turned out to be great in that playoff, in that game against the uh, New England Patriots, that first game back after the whole DeMar Hamlin injury situation. So, I don't know, you know, somebody out there would want Saquon, there's no question about it. I, you know, like I said, I believe the Giants did offer him a contract, and he turned it down. So, I can't imagine that the Giants would move off of that contract offer um, in order to protect themselves. They could tag and trade him, but I don't necessarily know that Saquon doesn't want that. He does not want to be tagged. He wants to be able to go to, you know, free agency, free and clear. And then, you know, the Giants would have to look at that and determine whether or not, you know, the compensatory pick for Saquon would probably be somewhere in the mid-third round. Yeah, which is something that you always have to think about. Like, am I going to tag and trade him? Can I get more than that third-round pick, uh, the compensatory pick, if I do trade him? So that's something that Joe Shane will figure out. But I mean, maybe he does come back. I mean, maybe he wants to be here. Maybe that's something that he ends up saying, all right, the contract that you offered me a few months ago, now I'm amenable to that, and he ends up staying. But you're right. I don't believe the Giants are going to budge because Joe Shane is two steps ahead already with this, and he knows what they can afford when it comes to the running back position. They probably took it to the limit. 
Yeah, well, you know, I just think that Joe Shane's got to be realistic, and so do the Maras and uh, Tish families. Yeah. You know, they're the ones that are going to have to say, hey, look, do we want to keep this kid? We love the kid. We think he's a great addition to our giant family. He meets all the, you know, on-field, off-the-field requirements for what we'd like to, for giants to be, that kind of thing. Um, so that that could play into this, but I... If you look at it realistically and you look at it, how much money you're going to have to pay Daniel Jones, you're going to have to eat some money as well, probably most likely by releasing Kenny Galladay, um, not re-signing Leonard Williams and starting to move pieces around the chessboard, if you will. And Joe Shane's going to have to try to follow the blueprint that the Buffalo Bills did to support their young quarterback, Josh Allen, four or five years ago. Yeah, and I, I think that that's exactly what they are thinking. Now, I don't believe that they believe that Daniel Jones is is Josh Allen, but they think that he can win in this league, and he showed that he could do it this year and go on the road and win a playoff game. And if they do support him more uh, with weapons, especially at wide receiver, who knows uh, what this team could turn into. Now, something we're going to talk about in the coming weeks, I'm sure, is you know, where the Jets end up going with this offensive coordinator situation. But as the weeks go by, with not knowing who the quarterback's going to be and not knowing who the offensive coordinator is going to be, this is growing into a bigger mess than I think that maybe they anticipated. And you've got guys turning them down. I believe Bill Callahan is another guy that turned them down over the weekend for an interview. Right. You had Daryl Bevel turn them down for an interview. And, you know, right now it's the quarterback room is Zach Wilson is the only guy under contract. Mike White is a restricted is an unrestricted free agent. Joe Flacco was on the one year deal. So this team has got Zach Wilson under contract and nobody else. If well, I am, they gotta wait until free agency starts before they can dive in. But don't you need to hire an offensive well, coach? I mean, all these through, staffs are being assembled. Well, right they're now. going through all those processes right now. And uh, by the way, you know, you still have to wait and see what head coaches are going to get hired at some of these uh, teams. And by the way, the Cleveland Browns did hire Jim Schwartz as their defense coordinator. Probably a smart move by Kevin Stefanski, the quality defense coordinator, guys who's won a lot. I mean, he rubs people the wrong way a lot of ways, but at the end of the day, still a solid, organized defensive coordinator. Yeah, uh, and the Vikings did interview Brian Flores for their defensive coordinator position, or at least requested to, and I'm sure that they was granted because he was a linebacker's coach with the Steelers. So this would be an upgrade there. So I thought that was an interesting one. The guys had some success, and really nobody's heard much about the lawsuit in a while. It doesn't seem to be the thing that's on top of mind for people with Brian Flores any longer. But, I mean, I just... I don't I don't know where they're going to go. I really don't know. I mean, I if Mike LaFleur were still here, I would think that there was a better chance that they were going to stick with Zach Wilson. I guess if they bring in someone who's really, really seasoned, I can maybe think that there was a chance that we're going to end up sticking with Zach Wilson. But really what you'd like to do is bring in a more competent quarterback and pair that guy with the offensive coordinator that makes sense for that quarterback. <laughs> You know, the offensive coordinator probably is going to want to bring in his own support staff as well. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why uh, Miles Austin was uh, released. So was the offensive line coach of the Jets. So I'm assuming that if whoever the offensive coordinator is, he's probably saying to Rob Solid, yeah, you can have me. But in order for me to do what I want to do, I need to have guys with me that know what I'm trying to teach. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So it's not just like one person. Sure. It's, it's like a, it's like you're hiring half of your coaching staff. 
Yeah, and also for the for the Giants, keeping Kafka and Wink Martindale, I think, is critical. Uh, I don't know if Mike Kafka is going to get a job this cycle. He may, but I don't believe that Wink Martindale will either because he's been up for other jobs before, and I, I don't know if anybody's going to go with the old grizzled defensive coordinator as opposed to the offensive guy. But that's going to be key for them next year, too, is keeping that staff in place, if possible. Yeah, the real thing is going to be where is Sean Payton going to go if he goes anywhere. And, you know, watching him yesterday kind of like talk about Dak Prescott, that was kind of awkward. You know, because he's been linked to the, 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 you know, of course, the Cowboys. He was there with Bill Parcells and everything before he went to the Saints. It's just It was just a really, I know that was probably tough for him because... You know, you never know. He's gonna he's gonna end up coaching one of these days. It may not be this cycle, maybe next cycle. It sounds like it's gonna be this time. It really does. I mean, if a team's willing up to give, I mean, willing. Denver Denver's got to be the team because because the ownership there, the money there, oh. that's got to be the team that would offer him the most money. Although Tepper has money too, but I I honestly, how do how does New Orleans rectify that in their brain? No way. They can't. I mean, if they do, then they have to say to Carolina, you know what? There's a little bit different compensation for you than everybody else. If you're Sean Payton, do you go to Denver with that Russell Wilson contract? If the, if the owner is going to give me, you know, reportedly, reportedly, I, I, I still can't wrap my head around this one either. You know, five years, a hundred million. Hell yeah, I'm going. Really? Yes. Five years. People are talking. People are talking between fifteen and twenty million per year for him, and the reason it makes sense for Denver, if you really think about it, is because he's the guy that can go in there and basically put his foot down to Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? This is how you're going to handle it. This is how we're running it. This is you're going to run my offense the way I want to run it. But don't you think he's done at this? And by the way, get your office out of the building. You're you're a right. quarterback here. This is not like Russell Wilson Enterprises. Yeah, it feels like he's done though and cooked to me. I don't know. Uh, Russell? Yeah. He played good the last two games of the season. They changed things around. They actually put pads on in practice. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess. And it sounds gets, like a little thing, but it's a big thing. Believe me. If anybody's going to squeeze anything out of them, it'll be Sean Payton. And that's what. But they also have a huge fan base. They also have great sponsorship, you know, sky boxes and everything else. You, you bring in Sean Payton. Um, the day that you sign him, you basically have paid for him. Yeah. Is Frank going to get that Carolina job? Yeah, I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. You would hire him, though, if you were David Tepper? I would. Yeah? I would, definitely. But I'm biased. Yeah. Seems like a good fit for him down there. It, perfect. If I were him, I'd, be, I'd seriously consider. I don't know who else you're going to get that's better right yeah, now. Yeah, you know, and I know they were talking about Eric Bieniemy. He's had like 15 interviews. He can't get a job. I mean, it just has a, a kind of a... A little bit of a stained reputation within the players. And all you have to do is listen to what Sean McCoy said about two years ago. All right, I'm going to give you a couple predictions on coaches right now as we end the show today. Ready? Yeah, quick go. Frank Wright, Carolina. Yep. D'Amico Ryans, Houston. Yes. I'll give you Sean Payton to Denver. All right. And I'm missing one here that's right off the top of my head. What's another one that's open? Another one that's uh, Arizona. Arizona, yeah. Arizona is going to get... The offensive coordinator from the Lions, Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Here you go. I'd like to see Brian Flores in Arizona. Would you? I would. Interesting. Because they got issues. And he needs to go in there. Somebody needs to go in there that's going to lay the hammer down on that team. That team is well, I want him to be my defensive coordinator. I mean, now, so. I, man, DeAndre Hopkins is a, like a disaster to deal with. Yeah, not good. I mean, great, great player, but doesn't want to practice, doesn't want to work. 
Kyler Murray doesn't want to practice, doesn't want to work, show up late for meetings, leave early. Just a complete and everything that you would have thought about the Arizona Cardinals under Cliff Kingsbury is absolutely true. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 